Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, it's Brooke and Bridget from Splat. The podcast. Hey, Brooke. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. We are here making a bad fake ad to thank you for listening to the first two episodes and to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do. We would love that. And love you. Love you. Okay, should we start for real now? Let's start for real. Should I have this playing on silent? I th- on silent <laughs> is a great idea. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. How are you today? I'm good. What are we doing here? We are here because you have somehow stumbled your way into what we like to call splat. splat. Oh, I, was, I thought you were telling me what I stumbled into. You mean the no, listener. No, I do mean the listener. Well, let's do that again. Okay. Um, we are here because... We in, have a podcast. We Okay, yes. We have a podcast <laughs> and it's called Splat. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I know. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Splat. splat. The podcast. The podcast. We are here 20 years later and 10 years younger to talk about Sex Sex in the the City. city. Gotcha. Boom. Uh, We are navigating Sex and the City. And we're talking about what it means to us to... As people in their early 20s. A millennial, if you will. A millennial living in the Big Apple. Well, you live in Brooklyn. I do live in Brooklyn, but I, I work in Manhattan, so the... Manhattan experience, I suppose. The New York, the young, young New York. Bridget gets me to come to Brooklyn more than anyone I know who it's a lives triumph. in Brooklyn. For the record, we are sitting in Brooklyn right now recording, and I full, feel great about full it. Full of sushi. Full of sushi. We just, Shout out to the new sushi place sushi. I found. Yes. We seamless. Oh, no, Bridget. Okay. <gasps> no, I did. I used seamless. I was going to say, talk about. I was still stuck. The New York experience, Bridget. Mm-hmm. You just downloaded Seamless tonight, and you've lived here for how many months? Uh, set eight. Eight? I didn't even download it. I just used a browser. But I'd been using Grubhub, which is very Chicago of me. They're, own, they're the same thing. I know, but everyone's like, Seamless. That's because it's unique to New York. Like, U- unique. Unique. New York. New York. Oh, how I love unique, unique New, New York. York. <laughs> Warming up. Warming Yikes. Up. I'm an actor. (laughs) I am certainly not actively an actor. If you're looking for action, come and get her. (laughs) We also rap on the side. Boots and cats. Oh, God. I'm not even going to pretend. Oh, it's not worth embarrassing myself. I'm so bad. My name is Brooke, and I'm here to say (laughs) we're watching Sex and the City. Oh, really good. (laughs) Woo. Wow. So that's what's going to make us right there. Um, yeah. So we're on episode three. Episode three. The Bay of Married Pigs. It sounds not at all violent. What is the Bay of Pigs? Oh, no, you asked and I'm not going to be able to answer because I only vaguely know. <laughs> Do you know what's an amazing thing? Google. I have here in my hands. Is that drum roll going to pick up? Drum, Probably. Drum roll. <laughs> you just made your vocal cords <laughs> shake by doing that. Wow, we're really hitting our stride here, my friend. I think so. This, this is, is important um, 
dramaturgy work for this episode. You have to get so. to know us in order to love us. It was an invasion. I was right about the violence. Cuba, that's right. Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. was I thinking? Of course, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis yes, time. Yes, a failed military invasion of Cuba undertaken by the CIA-sponsored paramilitary Wait, group. CAA group. or CIA? CIA. Did I say CAA? I think you did, like the huge agency. Okay. <laughs> probably reps a lot of people on this <laughs> they, show. they probably do, yeah. If you're looking, I'm looking for representation at CAA. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yikes. That tells you what I do during the day. I have one off-Broadway credit, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> She's a star she's on top <laughs> somebody bring her some ham <laughs> any opportunity to use that i will um, um i might edit that out i think that's an ugly not you singing <gasps> no i loved that the thing that i said oh what yes oh no i don't know you can own it <laughs> caa if you're out there the good old car you know <laughs> ka, ka. maybe that's how you get them to come you just walk around like ka, ka, ka. Amazing. And they're like, do you need an agent? Like a, like a stork. They give birth to actors. I do, but do you need an actor <laughs> who's precisely my dimensions? And they're like, no. <laughs> Just thought we'd make you sad. <laughs> wow. Like, good job. This is not a sad actor podcast. I'm not even actively <laughs> acting. I'm so sorry, I'm everyone. A, I'm a happy actor. A hap, a hapter. A hacter. A hacter. That doesn't make it sound like sound like frauds at all but we're not here to talk about my thriving acting career we're here to talk about (laughs) sex and And the city the city all right so listen this is an interesting episode it is because things kind of pick up it's i feel like the show is starting to hit its stride Mm -hmm. we one thing that i found interesting from the beginning and we'll kind of go through it here as as the episode progresses naturally but something that happened a lot in the first two episodes were these like testimonials from New Yorkers on the street about certain things. She like, also doesn't like, break the fourth wall anymore. And I'm like, already. Yeah. God. It makes a huge difference. It makes the show feel really cohesive before I was like, am I watching? Is this an infomercial? Like what's happening? Yeah, it feels very, very 1998. Very, 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 very. I did want to talk about the Hamptons. So that the episode starts with Carrie and the Hamptons with her two married friends who are like, in their 30s and have a house in the Hamptons, which just seems obscene. But I guess that happens to people. It happens. I feel like I know some people our age who, well, maybe they're renting it. They don't have to necessarily own the house in the Hamptons. That's true. That's true. Um, but the whole premise of this episode is the, like, divide between married people and saying, I'm talking with this strong Yes. Ass. Married and married. 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 Mary I'm going to pick it up married, from you. Married and she's Mary. Yes. <laughs> Um, but the cold war, they say, between married people and single people. And specifically also, I would say, married women and unmarried women. Yes, how they're constantly like... They become the enemy once... Or once a woman is married, all her single friends are like the enemy. As if they had forgotten what it was like to be single. Yeah. But this, she goes up to the Hamptons with these people and in the morning walks out into the hallway. And the husband of the couple is just like butt-ass naked. And he's just like, Hello. Standing there with his dong out. And it's clear he doesn't care that she's, he like, he's, he's talking about how his wife is going to go get some muffins. The good muffins. The good muffins. The good muffins. I feel he, like that's very the Hamptons. Have yeah. you been to the Hamptons? Um, I have not. Read a lot of preteen books about. <laughs> Which preteen books? <laughs> um, do you remember the, like the It Girl? No, was that what that was called? It Girl, the one that came after Gossip Girl? Yeah, that whole genre. I, I would read, like read them secretly because I read so much like good literature and my mom would have freaked out if she knew I'd read. Did you read, ever read The Click? Yes. 
hell. Oh my God. I wrote imitations of the click. Oh, I was obsessed. I would love to get None of it even really those. meant anything to me because I didn't know anybody really liked that. I did. It was, yeah, you probably definitely did. South Florida. Nine Dang. by four. What up? Hey. <laughs> didn't you meet someone who. Yes. At work. At work the other day. I work at um, a boutique cycling <laughs> company flywheel she I work works at fly. flywheel <laughs> i don't know please don't come and find well you have to you find which one yeah they don't know which one but they came They're 80. and i was helping them with something in their profile and i saw that their area code was from the 305 and i said miami i'm from fort lauderdale that's so kooky where in florida are you from and they said aventura and i said great mall and that's very florida <laughs> and then i said oh my dentist is right by there and they were like dr freeline and we bonded over my Shout out dentist. to your dentist. Shout out to Dr. Randy Freeline. My dad's best friend. What up, hey. Randy? Oh, so not just the dentist. Your dad's no, best friend. Not, they That's traveled to Europe up. together as as youths. Oh, those are some, those some, are some crazy times. Friends. Of course they did. Um, and we were talking about how small of a world that we found each other. At. There are a lot of people that come in that are from like high school and I haven't seen or thought of them since high school. That's so weird. But what I a weird look, place for everyone. Because people come. It's like it's a location where there are a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm blonde now. I wasn't blonde in high school. So sometimes people, I get away with not being recognized. That's so funny. And I was blonde until high school. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I can't even think of a good joke to say about that. We're talking a lot of anecdotes right now, but also – Bridget had mentioned something about her life. And I was like, I know, you, we've talked about this. Bridget was like, oh, I know you know me now. Because Bridget and I are new friends, and we can talk about our love new, story yeah, new-ish, definitely. in a minute. That's but true. I, then she, I mean, we're in her apartment right now, and she said, I asked where something was, and she said that it was in her side of the pantry. But she, she, I was like describing a sweatshirt to her, and she finished the sentence for me. She was like, yes, I know this. And I was like, oh. I forgot you know all these things about me. And 10 seconds later, I told her something was in my side of the cabinet. And she and I, just like, goes I silent. I tiptoeing into the kitchen, <laughs> like trying to, with with the air of confidence. But I, I have no idea where. And she turned around and was like, okay, I'm not going to pretend like I don't know which <laughs> side of the cabinet is yours. There are multiple cabinets I'm also. Like, I'm so it was sorry. so funny. She just told it's me like, how much. How <laughs> dare you? I thought you knew me. Friendship over. <laughs> But, um, so now, <laughs> sorry, we've strayed so far. Carrie just saw Dom oh, to remind you be all. Oh, fine. Have you ever they seen will. some one of your friend's penises accidentally? Accidentally? Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I accidentally, no, on purpose. <laughs> I've certainly seen well, some of my friend's penises on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I would Shout think out to well. all those dicks. <laughs> hey. Well, yeah, I've seen a few accidental <laughs> I don't think I've ever accidentally seen a dick. Huh, something to ponder. <laughs> it's quite a surprise when it does happen. I have a friend. We did walk by a man peeing on the street that's today. That's true. So, you that's know. true. I guess I have seen a man masturbating somewhere in New York, and that's a penis Delicious. I wasn't planning on stumbling upon. Delicious. Um, I, I do have a friend. One of our f- mutual friends walked in on one of our professors pooping. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, wow. I'll tell you more about that off the record. I appreciate that. Um, so, so Carrie, Carrie has amazing dick. hair and oh. just saw a huge dong. The clothes in this episode are really good. They're starting to kind of settle into the fashion-y thing, although some of it is highly questionable. We can talk about that later. Carrie's eyebrows look great, and her hair is great. Carrie's wearing these interesting sheer pants, too, where you can fully see they're, her underwear Her pajama underneath. pants. Right. It's just an, it's an interesting... A lot of the... Oh, they really are just sheer. The, a yeah. lot of the pajamas in this a seat episode i'm like 
They're like nice clothes. They're nice 90s. Should yeah. I, if I start wearing 90s instead of the well, ratty t shirts nice. and box Sophie's from like fourth grade that I have, <laughs> Amazing. Will, will I suddenly have my life together? Yeah. And like write a column that's so influential that it gets me on the side of a bus. And to be able to pay for an apartment like this. This yeah. is the Hamptons. So Carrie tells the woman what happened. And so nonchalantly. And the, the, so the woman in this couple who's married to the man who had his dong out, and she kind of freaks out at both of them, and she sends Carrie back to the city. And Carrie tells her super nonchalantly, but I think also because it doesn't even occur to Carrie that it's, there's something weird about it. Because it wasn't sexual in any way. It was just like this guy was in his hallway with his dong out. And Carrie's Which like, is weird, and Carrie knows it's weird, but she wasn't like, oh, he was coming on to me. And then the, the four of them have, the four, Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte, all have reconvene at the famous Sex in the City brunch. And they and they're talking kind of like about discuss what happened. Also, oh my goodness, I didn't notice this before. Carrie's wearing her sweater tied around her body, but instead of around her shoulders, she just has it tied above her boobs. Like under, the sleeves are under her armpits, tied above her boobs. In this scene, they're talking about the dong in the living room. And, and how and how big it is. And they reference that they suggest Carrie suggests that it is the size of a pepper mill. Which the waiter has conveniently brought over as a prop to give and them we'll fresh like put pepper. In front of his, but they at this brunch they establish this cold war between married woman and single woman. And they're all discussing kind of how they feel othered. Like Charlotte is saying, I, I don't think that this is true. I desperately want to be married, essentially, and. They're like, when you're the only single person at a dinner party and they all look at you like you're a loser, leper, or exactly, which I just think is a really beautiful part of the writing of the show that, you know, that's such a really vulnerable, especially for Samantha to admit that maybe she doesn't like to be called a whore. I feel like she owns her sexuality so much. Yeah. She really is kind of the one of them who seems to have it all at this point in the, in the most ways you know but she has her, her vulnerability slip through which is pretty cool she's such a badass oh, Kim she's Cattrall, such a cool character too. I told Bridget earlier that I want to just every episode take a minute to just bow down to the glory that is Kim Cattrall she's amazing boobs. she's all I want to talk about yes also especially we do get, her boobs we do get some of those little um interviewees that you hate so now we have Brooke's <laughs> favorite Stanford happening my favorite Stanford <laughs> and he's wearing, always he's wearing an adorable hat and he is the gay best friend and we have this crazy run-in with an ex-lover of Carrie as they're discussing I'm gonna find this picture well as they're discussing like all um wait so before they run into Carrie's friend this is important Stanford is talking about an interesting phenomenon of being both gay and unmarried, where he says that this a similar thing is happening in the gay community where everyone's scrambling to get married. And if you aren't, you know, it's like this extra, he feels this kind of like double othering. He says the outcast of the outcasts. Yeah, which is interesting. Not something I, I would have computed as a... Thought of um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Yeah. God help the outcasts of the outcasts. That's a phenomenal reference. Um, but then, immediately after that, they run into Her this slumber. old flame Who's of now Carrie's. Gay. And Who she's like, the last gay. time I haven't seen you. Wow. Jeez, it's been years. I haven't seen you since you were... Um, Straight? Well, I was going to say in Miss Saigon. Oh, I still am. Uh-huh. Love Miss Saigon. Miss Saigon is back on Broadway. Oh, yeah. And that was a fun little 1998 20 years later. So then what happens on... Um, they're like, oh, wait, you're... S-. He asks immediately if she's married. Carrie's like, not really. I-, I mean, no, which is funny, kind of. And then 
pretty much immediately they're like, oh, this would be perfect. And they proposition her to bear their baby. To be their surrogate. And they she give her their number and walk away. She literally hasn't seen them since, since he's been gay. Since he's been gay. <laughs> and. Like they clearly don't talk ever. She didn't know he was essentially married. This was before. They were they civil so just partners. Life, or, life partners. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, here's our card. Will you be our surrogate? And. Stanford immediately rips it up because he's they. And um, then we go to the softball game. Oh, yeah. But first, I oh, want to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. my experience. Let me just jump right all over that. No, this is a great story. So you have I, to talk about this. I, my, my brother is gay. <laughs> what? Oh, I know. <laughs> um, oh. My brother texted me. He basically said, you would save us $50,000 for artificial semination if you would have sex with my, my partner and just bear our child that way. I'm trying really hard. Because then it would have his DNA. It's kind of a genius idea. And and and, and my brother and I look look so much Identical, alike that yeah. it would undoubtedly. He wanted to Phoebe me essentially. Like I would happily give my eggs. Like take them. Right. I don't need them right now. Would you ever do that? Not for your. You obviously don't have a brother, but for someone. No, I don't. Would you ever be a surrogate? Under the right circumstance, maybe. I yeah. think it's a lot to ask of. A body, you know, so like I, it would depend, you know, when and where, but under, under certain circumstances, I think I would. Yeah. Great. It's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty it's amazing. powerful thing. And now we're at a softball game talking about eggs and hitting things, balls, yep. baseballs, baseballs, <laughs> softballs. Yep. Miranda's a casually in her Harvard sweatshirt just to let you remind. Oh you yeah. It's like a, her, her company's softball and game. so Miranda self-identified as a leper because she's single but she's so she agreed to get set up by one of her co-workers but she's tired of feeling like an outsider but uh, she gets set up with a woman at this point beautiful Cynthia Nixon has very short hair and they're dressing her kind of intentionally I would say butchy yeah and she's it's surprised not just a contrast to the other three right and it is interesting because in this episode, it starts becoming a style choice more than it looks like they're just kind of dressing her sort of sloppily. Yeah. Um, but then the boss is like, hey, you and your lover come. Should come up to my office and have a drink, right? No, to the apartment for a dinner party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. That's more intense. And then she's like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> And they go together, oh, but, but we the, don't see that yet. The most interesting thing happens where the guy, that guy who sets her up, she's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is crazy. I've worked at the office for eight months and, and I haven't. I've never seen you with a guy. I've never seen you with a man. She goes, that's circumstantial. He goes, well, she says it, right? Why, when did. Since, oh, since when did be- being single become being gay? Which I find. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Fascinating. That would be never happen now. No, there are a lot of that would. I mean, there will probably be a few people, but I don't think most people's assumption anymore would be, ah, I haven't seen you with someone of the opposite gender. You must be gay. It's much more common to be single. Yeah, definitely. And especially younger. But sexuality is more fluid now. Right. And just generally more accepted, I think, across the board, at least, you know, by small measures. But it's. It's interesting how many times in this episode there's like an easy joke about being gay or like it's used as a punchline because on the one hand, there's kind of a lot of representation for what I would expect out of 1998. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just very prevalent and no one's ever judging it. There like is the there boss, are jokes made. I feel like in another another series that came out at this time, if one of the characters was like on Friends, for example, mm-hmm. if one of the characters' bosses thought it would be gay, first of all, it would a hundred percent be one of the male characters. They would never assume out of a woman. Mm-hmm. And they I don't think they would get invited to something. Right. As and like much Courtney as being, Cox had that super short haircut. For being a long excluded time. from something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. And it handles it in some ways very, very easily. And in some ways, they, it kind of fumbles all over the place. But this is an interesting thing where that that she asks when she says, since when did becoming single? Are your windows getting cleaned? Are they? There's just like a... St- like <laughs> oh, no. It That's always there. I think it's a cable. There's like a cable that I think runs down the front of the building. I know. Brooke just got a spook of her life out my window. With <laughs> like some a cat. I was just like a Rippling cat. rope. There was some rope just like as if someone had been hung. Oh, gosh. See, Everything. I love murder. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love being scared all the time. I hate being scared. Yeah, me too. I, that was facetious. I'm paranoid and I go out of my <laughs> mind just a little bit, so... Um, I will say that the window just made a little banging noise and I'm scared. <laughs> okay, good. So, so Carrie looks naked. She does. She wears this nude colored tube top. Oh, but also Miranda comes. So Miranda comes right over after this game. Oh yeah. And I was like, why didn't she shower? Yeah, I would. I, I don't think I, could, I can only do one social event a day. <laughs> I very rarely, I think would be like, Bridget, I'm coming over right now. I just had a spook. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many things happen in the show without texting. That's I was just gonna say. You also would just text me that. The so. difference between all of the things, how different everything would be if it took place now. Right. Um. But Carrie's like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm an investigative journalist to write for my New York Star. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. hangs out with her married, her friends, her married friends, who are very cute and very married. She, and even as she's telling them how like. Well, she she does this really beautiful speech that Brooke likes a lot about kind of how it feels to be married and how or how, how it feels to be single. And then it's interesting because this couple is like sympathetic and they're smiling at her and they're ooing and aahing as they're like basically sitting on each other's laps and being that couple. Having a bit. They're bits galore. Yeah, they're very – and they're very brazen. And like the woman says pussy at one point, which is like, <gasps> wow, she's so of the times and hip. But – It's an inevitable setup. Yeah. They start asking her more pointed questions about what it's like. But the pitying looks, they talk a lot about these like, I feel sorry for you looks. Yeah, all the way throughout this episode. And when it, so she talks about when it, when it feels bad to be single and it's like at family functions. And Mm -hmm. when I feel like I experienced that also in Mm -hmm. a microcosmic level. Definitely. Well, especially we were talking earlier a little bit about how that happens more with couples or like yeah, people who is, are in a relationship. To, I think we're a little young. As 23 and 24 yeah. year old, we don't actually, people, no one expects us to be married. In fact, I think it would be people, honestly, I think it's a little switch for us. I feel people judge people who are getting married. Oh, definitely. More. But, but just a casual relationship is different. And especially older people will just ask about that all the time. Oh yeah. Well, my, your family. Yeah. They just want you to be quote happy. So the cool thing about this, this date is that it ends up going really well and they talk about how they know it was a setup, but they talk for like what, three hours and the other couple leaves and yeah. And they go see a bunch of movies. They're dating throughout like the month of, it's very confusing about the, the what, um, the time of year is in this episode because it yeah. starts in the Hamptons and now she's wearing like a trench coat with a graphic tee and a 
and, and a weird boat hat. J. It's Crew boat hat. Bizarre. But they're still wearing coats. Like Miranda's wearing a full pea coat at one point. I'm yeah, like, it does seem a little all over the place. But then they they so she, she goes for a walk with this guy. She describes it as a DK or like a something some sort of DK and Y dress where it's like a basic and you know you don't actually like it but you know that you'll need it. Yo, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how Miranda looks like a ventriloquist dummy at this she dinner party? She does. She, she wears this crazy suit, which is, again, like we were saying, this interesting nod towards making it more fashion-y. But she looks like Straight a terrifying Straight up like a, like a ventriloquist, ventriloquist dummy. She's in like a three-piece suit and her hair is slit and she's wearing red lipstick. She's like, I am a lesbian. It's, yeah, she's like really leaning into the role. Her hair is all slicked back. Which, it's funny that this happens right before this next scene at a party with the other three. Because I feel like it sets Miranda out. Because I, I don't think Miranda ever really gets as high fashion and feminine as the other right. three do. But this Which next, is kind of cool. This next scene, Samantha, Charlotte, and Carrie go yep. to a party for Sean's Sean. party. His new, this, so he is just, new he's just bought his apartment Carrie's. on the Upper West Side. Um, and, and they're showing up and they're wearing, like, it's a fascinating. It's, they're each wearing a really simple dress. Solid Ca- colored. So Carrie's is black. Um, Charlotte's is red. And Samantha's is this, like, pretty greeny yeah and just color. the the cut of it is super indicative of who they are as people yeah. so Kara's is very simple just like, like spaghetti strap tight black 90s dress she's wearing a headband she looks banging she's always I feel like in almost a ballerina outfit at all times <laughs> yeah totally I that aesthetic Carrie is, is yeah, really is on petite ballerina and in that same vein Charlotte's is almost like an office dress like it's, it's like a cut. 60s dress yeah. it's like cut in that little v it doesn't really show anything and yeah and it's a little satini it's a little almost boxy on and her like there's extra room and then fucking samantha oh my god samantha looks so hot she's wearing a v-neck cut all the way down it's a halter top and it's her boobs just look absolutely magnificent and her back's out her boobs look her amazing her body is just i bow to the shrine of yeah King it's fucking amazing and they're all like taking their coats off and they just look like this amazing match trio set trio it's like very hocus pocusy almost yeah very witchy Ew. and they're so excited to go into this party and the minute they open the door it's they realize couples. it's all couples and they get these like judgmental stares they feel like they've been duped and they're like oh no we thought this was going to be a fun party this is a boring married people talking to and each Sean other party. comes in and takes swoops up carrie and she a la mean girls is walking through him or suddenly in like an animalistic perspective, but everybody is welcoming right. her. She's walking past all these couples now and suddenly they're like accepting her and loving her. They're not, they're not curious about her. She's safe. And, and she's like, Oh, and they even run they into think the, part of this the Dong family, the family of the Dong. Right. Of the, of the pepper grinder. Pepper mill dick. The pepper mill dick. But, and there, and the wife is so much friendlier to Carrie. She, and it's because we realize that she thinks Carrie's with Sean, and so all's forgiven, and she's not competition anymore. Samantha, meanwhile, I love that been we... been taking tequila shots. I love when we get, like, vulnerable moments with Samantha. I know. And she does get a little vulnerable. Well, at one point, she starts pointing out all the people in the party who she's fucked. All the married men. All the married men. And all their wives are, like, terrified. Not terrified. They're just smell that their husbands are obsessed with Samantha because she's of they fucking are. beautiful also every man in this episode looks like Dwight mm-hmm. I just watched The Office I finished it she I did I watched time, it through with her last time we checked I was watching The Office and now I've she finished I watched it. it I've also watched Orphan Black another fave and we're gonna do maybe OJ next yeah we like to watch TV we do 
So um, oh, so hence this, this podcast. This crazy man, Sean, brings them into his oh, yeah, beautiful like, Upper West Side apartment and is like, also, I bought this mobile for a baby that has three years ago in Aspen. And, and Charlotte's basically like, this will like, be a bedroom. Yeah. He's going to ask you to marry him after a week and a half. Like, babe just wants to get married. Carrie's like, that's crazy because it is crazy, but it's also clearly true. Also, Kim Cattrall's boobs Kim. are phenomenal. Yeah, I could talk about them. All day long. All day, every day. What's on your mind? Just Charlotte's like, it's she, Carrie says, some people read palms. Charlotte reads real estate. Oh, yeah, because Charlotte's like predicting his whole future and everything he wants from the apartment he's bought. And yeah. she's also, of course, right. Also, not only is Samantha doing tequila shots, she's doing them in the bathroom like a true party animal. I know. I was like, God, I haven't done tequila shots in the bathroom in forever. No, but it hasn't been that long since we did a tequila shot because we did one at your apartment Just for like fun. on like a Tuesday. A Tuesday. <laughs> it is a Tuesday today. We're still it's young and fun. It's a Monday. Bridget and so. I, in the we haven't been very, we've only been very drunk together like once. And we were both That's so true. drunk that I don't, we, we like sort of oh filtered Oh my God, off. your birthday. Oh, I was even talking about that. Twice. Oh, okay. So my 22nd birthday my 23rd birthday. 23rd. It was when you were, you'd graduated. I was a senior. Was I? When did I? I'm it 20, was you and Lauren. You're right. You're right. My 23rd birthday. My old roommate and very close friend, Lauren, and I, her birthday and I are two days apart. She was turning 24. I was turning 23. And we just had this party at this bar, this really cool bar in downtown. And we had an open bar for yes. an hour. And I have never seen a group of people in their early 20s just like they all Slam everyone was like cocktails. okay we have to drink as much as we can in this hour and they extended it for free for an extra hour so everyone did it for two oh hours God. i'm like double fisting these like vert long island iced tea type drinks and i just look messy as <laughs> ever um, there's one photo of us from that night oh and i we are so happy to see each other. i know bridget and i that was this, before we were even really friends yeah we had this like I feel like that was our long. We had a long romance. Yeah. We would always just be really excited and always enjoy each other when we saw each other. But our paths. We've never really, really like hung never out crossed enough. And then Bridget moved to the city and we got dinner and. We got barbecue. It was so good. Well, Bridget had been. Oh my God. It's the first one that comes up when you go to our friendship. Away in Ireland. My head looks literally for, twice as good. For a year. And I was. I was in we Ireland like for Snapchat. a year. We were like Snapchat. We Snapchat spoke a lot with each other. Yeah. Wow. Look how short your hair was. My hair was short. My hair was red. Different times. We'll post throwbacks sometimes. Yeah. On the blog. <laughs> on no, the blog. On the we Twitter. do not have a blog. Don't, don't, please don't We make will us. never have a blog. If we have a blog, kill us. <laughs> <laughs> murder us. Just my favorite murder us. <laughs> okay. We're giving a lot of press to my favorite We murder. are. I want everyone to listen to them. Listen they're to them so before good. you listen to us, honestly. They're, actually, no, listen to them after because we, we won't be as good if you listen to them first. Anyway, <laughs> so. Samantha. Come on the show. No, we love Samantha. you guys. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, we love you. Okay. So you want to talk about sex in the city? Yeah, I want to talk about sex in the so city. So back at this it's party, over. Samantha drunkenly stumbles in. Oh, yes. To While Carrie's talking to Big Dong and her his wife, who's no longer threatened, and is just blackout like... She's like, this party sucks. And Carrie's like, these are my friends. You know, the ones from the summer in the Hamptons. And she introduces them by name and... Drunk ass Samantha like, goes. I heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> Big pepper bill deck. <laughs> <laughs> Your big pepper. 
peppermill dick. That's right. And the wife is horrified and they all can't stop laughing. And then we, we cut to Miranda at her dinner and she's like, I have to be honest and tells her boss that she's Because on the way out the door, her boss is like, I'm so happy for you and your lady. We should do this again. And she's like, ugh, I'm not a lesbian. And he's like. And then she says, I just did this so I could spend time with you because I wouldn't have gotten to. Not spend time with him, but talk about her work. Right, her. right. Sorry. That's what I mean. Like get his attention. Because it's hard to be a woman in the right, workplace. Right, She wanted to talk his ear off about her work, which, you know, ambitious. And he says he respects that. Yeah. And then he was like, well, damn. The wife was hoping to have some lesbian friends. Yeah. Our, my <laughs> wife wanted to add a lesbian couple to our circle. And, and Which is another weird, like, Carrie gets all tokenizing gay reference. Um, voiceover narrative about how Miranda has just wishes her life, her life, she believes her life would be so much easier. If she was with someone. Yeah. And, and then so she, then in the elevator, she, she kisses, kisses the, the woman, woman, the poor woman who actually is a lesbian. And she's like, nope, nope, I'm straight. And the woman's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> um, it's funny. It it's is. It's a funny moment. It is very and funny. Miranda's she, like a ventriloquist dummy. She stuff. does. It's crazy. It's so silly. And then we cut back to... So okay. the end of the party. Oh, that's Carrie right. So sticks Carrie, around. Carrie sticks around. And as she's putting her coat on, Sean is like, wait, I wanted you to spend the night. And she's like, oh, goes buddy. goes into this whole monologue about. She's like, we want different things. And he's like, like can I'm you smell so my desperation? Desperate. Can you smell my desperation? Then goes into this whole thing about women are always talking about. Wanting to be married. And then he tries. <laughs> I'll never say like, yes. After a week and a half. Yeah. Like take a deep breath. But he, he, all he wants is to get married, which is interesting. And it's an interesting subversion of the character trope, I guess. I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Well, again, we also, I guess, are on the young end of yeah, this. We're tiny. We're itty babies. I think what you said is true that now people our age are more. Some are more judged. Yeah, for I mean, being if married, obviously, honestly, like, I know people who are engaged. I'm like, hell yeah, right. Marry and then each I other. know some people who are I'm engaged. Like, so it's oh, like, hey, what? what? Yeah. what? Um, and then Carrie's like, wait a minute, I know who I can set you up with. My friend Charlotte, who also really wants to get married. And they go on one date. No, and they go he, on a couple of dates. They go to some concerts. Oh, you're right. You're right. And then on one date, they go to look at some like porcelain China, or some China yeah. to buy. And he points out a pattern he's always wanted. And she, she breaks up with right him on the there. spot. They say. It would never work. He was American classic. She was French country. These are the whitest privilege problems <laughs> I've ever damn heard. Mm-hmm. Your China taste is different. Wow. No, <laughs> no one has ever come overcome a more taxing issue. You know, these Chinese plates. Chinese plates. <laughs> oh, my God. I like. Oops. <laughs> and then they all go to the movies together and Carrie's like. As friends. Nothing's better. She's wearing yeah. this hideous bandana. She is. It is hideous. And then they pan up to the full moon and it's like. Oh, the end the of these funniest. episodes just kill It's like me. the end of Greece almost where they drive off and up into the sky and you're like, what? Moon. Yeah, a little cutout. Can moon. I take a second to have my, my rate the men? Rate the men. Oh, yeah. Broke. Rate the men of this episode. You yes. can talk about this if you want to. You can chip in, but. I want you to. I took What's your notes. rating? <laughs> oh, of course you did. Brooke loves notes. I Good love to take notes. I love I have like a lots and lots of notes. Okay, so the men in this episode are always number one forever for me, Stanford. Second is Gay Joe, which I think says a lot about me. I'm in my notes, I literally wrote, Joe is cute. Hello, Joe. He's gay now. God, story of my life. You did, yes. <laughs> 
Miss Saigon is back on Broadway. Miss Woo-hoo. Saigon is back on a Broadway. <laughs> the heat is on in Saigon. Yeah. Hashtag Miss Saigon Broadway. Nice. Saigon Broadway. We are also endorsing <laughs> Miss Saigon on Broadway. <laughs> like pe- most people are going to have. But this pod- is the thing. We don't have any paid ads, so we can just do I whatever know. we most want. Most podcasts have like Blue Apron and we should Casper. Just we should pick start- things we want to endorse and do commercials <laughs> for them every week. Just for like Broadway shows. We just like. things we like. Things we like. Wine. Yeah. This is a good bottle. Uh, Castillo del Diablo. Okay, wait. So Cabernet. Stanford, highly recommend. $10 bottle. Pretty Gay much. Joe. And then Sean, to be honest, because he looks like a young Vince mm. Vaughn. He does. Uh, like, I don't know if I'd say young or like knockoff Vince Vaughn. But either way, still A knockoff agree. young Vince Vaughn. And then everyone else, everyone else, including Peppermill Dick. Except Peppermill Dick, not we forgot cute. to talk about the best part of the whole episode. Which was? Drunk Samantha. Charlotte takes Drunk Samantha home and is like, sleep on my couch. Oh, my God. And then Drunk Samantha comes down and fucks the doorman by seducing him. Young man from overseas. She just walks out on the street where he's smoking a cigarette, opens her coat, is wearing lingerie. And she, again, Kim Cattrall. She's the tightest body I've ever seen. Damn. It's obscene. It's rude. And she's the oldest character on the show. I did an air quote with one. And she's also finger. not young, though. Like, for... I'm going to... I have to blow my nose, so I'm going to let you... I, I have a little bit of a, a cold, everybody. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's no good. So okay, Bridget, Brooke's going to go Bridget close her nose. Bridget takes the mic. I just... Did you hear what I just said? Close your nose even better. We're just going to stop it up forever. Oh, yes, it's Bridget's Corner. <laughs> Hello, everyone. If you may remember from, I believe, our first episode, we had a Brooks Corner. This time we have a Bridget's Corner. They're pretty similar. The only difference is between an ook and an idget. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will probably say that again. I'm not going to promise that I won't, but Brooks, an ook and an idget. <laughs> Brooke just suggested that the name of our podcast be Between a Book Between an Ook and a Nidget. I think that's beautiful and charming. She's back, everyone. Ooh, it's a square again. Hey yo. <laughs> a square? What would it be if there were two if there are two corners? What shape am I? A line. Or just a straight No, but you have to have we're a we're a you. A very I do not know what we're talking about. Because if there has to be two corners. To what? If there's a Brooks corner and Bridget's corner. Oh, good, good, good. See, I missed what we were talking about. We were just doing hand You put them together. It's a square. Oh, yeah. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Ta-da. We're making squares with our hands. Speaking of fonts. (laughs) Speaking of fonts. You know I love. Brooke loves. (laughs) (laughs) This is just an episode called Brooke Loves. Speaking of fonts. Um, I love <laughs> the font at the beginning of Sex in the City because it looks like a Broadway font. It looks like the Broadway, the Broadway font, font on Word. Yeah. You're right. If you haven't con- continued. <laughs> continued. If you haven't continued. I've made up Word every episode so far. It's really good. I'm going if you haven't to go get the wine. Figured it out. I love Broadway. Ooh, and now it's Brooks Corner. Um, wow, it's good to be back in the corner. Um, Bridge is not far off. Ooh, it's nice and warm in Brooke's corner. That's because I turned the heat heater up. <laughs> Good one, Bridge. I'm in your corner, and I brought one. So should we should we talk about? So here's something I want to know about. Tell me your favorite episode. Sorry, <laughs> let me talk. Tell me your favorite outfit in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
If I could create an oh oh, it's Charlotte's nighty. Charlotte comes out late in the episode because she hears the British doorman that Samantha fucked milling about, and mm-hmm. she comes out and she's in this dress that <gasps> I call. It, I would wear every day of the summer. I call it a dress because it's not a nightgown. It's like no. looks like the bodice of a wedding dress on just like a delicate satin. It just has these like pretty daisy kind of pattern laciness on top, like ideal for a. It looks like something I would bear, buy at American Eagle for the summer. American you know? Eagle. Uh, they've had a resurgence for me. I don't. Mostly airy. The underwear. Ooh, oh. Good shit. And they're like seven for $35 See? and they're cute. Maybe Airy will sponsor the podcast. I would love that. It might be a little corporate for us, but. Yeah. Fuck the man. Fuck the man. <laughs> What's your favorite outfit? My favorite outfit? Oh, it's either that, sorry, or the ventriloquist dummy. The ventriloquist dummy is pretty good. I think my favorite outfit is when they're in the restaurant and she has her sweater tied over her boobs. I don't know if you even caught a glimpse of I that. I didn't see it. But no. it was really ridiculous. It was like tied here. That's so silly. so silly. Here being right over the breast. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Who do you resonate with most in this episode? That is a really interesting question. Maybe I'm torn between Carrie and Miranda. Uh-huh. Just because I've had similar-ish experiences to both of them in this arc in this story, kind of. I've been set up with a horrible guy, but that's not what this is. We'll get no, to that story yeah. later, team. He's not, he's not horrible, though. He's like... No, he just like... Has he's just over-eager and wants something different, which... Hasn't quite explicitly happened to me, but I don't know. I feel because I think Carrie is supposed to be the most even keeled and like you're supposed to vibe with her most Mm -hmm. because she's the narrator kind of. Mm -hmm. She's she's the least extreme in some ways. So I think I often kind of come back around to her. I often feel like Samantha also, but this night Samantha is not me at all. I feel like I was Charlotte because I wasn't really featured. <laughs> just in general? <laughs> no, just in this episode. Like I didn't I didn't really have a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. I I, I just feel like was me. simple. I feel like I've wanted to like people because they seem right. I guess that's true. So I guess that's true. Carrie's whole thing with Sean about how she really wants to like him because mm-hmm. he's what she should like, but she doesn't. You know who's not in this episode? Mr. Big. He's not, which is interesting. But I have a feeling he'll come back slow and steady because he's, nope, he's just w- going to walk back right in. Fucking spoiler alerts, Brooke. Goo, goo, goo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Big. Don't be. Big part of the show. Spoiler. Ay. Okay, before we sign off. No, we're not signing off yet. We have so much more to talk about. I have so many more questions. Be- what I was going to say is before we sign off, we have so much more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tell me your questions. My question was, so they talk a lot in this episode about single bashing and being Mm. felt less than. So what do you think the millennial slash the 2017 version of of that would be maybe? Well, there's the very cliche millennial bashing, which is this like there's every argument from like we do the bare minimum at work to we're working Long hours and never off of our phones on, like, emails. My mom and dad are more on their too. phone. My mom is on Facebook way more I know a lot I of adults who spend a lot of time on. There's the, like, they're entitled and they've been given participation trophies argument, which also, like, well, who handed those to us? And also, you ruined an economy and then handed that to us also. <laughs> and But it's, I think that's a big one. Um, but in terms of relationships. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, in terms of relationships, 
I do think there's um, there are a couple of stigmas. One would be if you switch relationships too quickly. Mm-hmm. And that probably always applied. But or if you're like. I don't know. I guess I guess there is kind of a limit, especially for women still. Like, if you're really sleeping around, you know, that's something that people... There's a limit to what people are like. Oh, she's so fun. She's having fun. She's expressing herself to, like, wow, she's really just, you know. I'll never have that problem. No, me I'm either. But I certainly... Sexless and people. the city. Sexless in the city. But you know where you're full? Cycle in the city. <laughs> oh, my God. We talked a lot about my... Fire cycling, stadium cycling. It's a good thing. It's great. I love it. You do love it. Brooke loves flywheel. <laughs> I love fitness. <laughs> Brooke loves fitness. Brooke did bar today, so whatever. Don't do let her tell you she doesn't love fitness. I also got a haircut. She looks fly as fuck, and I wish you could all see it. There might be some photos from tonight, <laughs> but they will not be great. Um, I did have a haircut. And she does look fly as fuck. Come. I am single. Speaking of that. I am single. I am single. No. I am single. <laughs> I am single. single. <laughs> I am single. So if you're a Hit good looking boy. up. <laughs> come at me, fellas. Hey, yo. We, it should be, we're drinking wine out of a straw. I feel like I am drunk Out of one now. straw together. Yeah, I know. Oh. You Have you enjoyed listening to that journey, listeners, of us of getting, us getting drunk? drunk? Do you love us? I want to listen to us. That's just because I'm obsessed with myself. <laughs> I love myself. Oh, my God. Back to Flywheel. Yeah. But one of the instructors was playing DJ Khaled. Like, all I do is win, oh, win, yeah. win. And I was like, I don't know what it is, you guys, but I'm amped. That song. Oh, amazing. It just amped me up. Yeah, it's a good one. I was so excited. That's after like, it. you know what song I love? I got bills. I gotta pay. <laughs> so I'm gonna work, work, work every day. Do you not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> We're gonna finish this podcast and listen to Bills by Lunch Money Lewis. Okay, well, you know the song that gets me. Tell me. Oh, good. Because you know what else Bridget and I did this week? We watched the Trolls movie. Oh, it was so good. The best animated She's feature been telling me. of 2016. <laughs> Best animated feature of 2016, and no one has listened to me. Everyone's like, shut up, Brooke. It's just trolls. And I said, no. It's not just it's trolls. It's never just trolls. It's an amazing trolls. film. It really touches your soul and pulls at your heartstrings, and it's really beautifully it's made. It's beautiful. It's every, so every, fun. The details are so intricate. The story the is great. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I love, it. love the movie Trolls. It's real good. That's all. I also love my sister oh, who's tiptoeing sister has past just us. Entered the room. Mara uses the bathroom? What? So we're at Bridget's apartment and they have what I, I had never seen before, a water closet. It my mom called it that and I was like, Oh, that's what that means. <laughs> it's literally a closet it's that a has a toilet. toilet in in a bathroom. And the most fluorescent fluorescent light you could imagine that beams you up into space every time you go into pee. When we first started talking about doing this podcast, I was like Brooke I, wanted to do it in there. I don't know why, but food. Someone we we have our our producers. I'm calling them out officially. Yep. Sean and Cass. Sean and Cass have gifted beloved. us, lent us this beautiful equipment that we can sit wherever we want. But I was under the impression that we needed to be like in a closet or right. a bathroom. And I was like, perfect, Bridget. Just really close to each other. We'll sit. I got you. We'll sit in your bathroom and we'll record the podcast. And then I forgot that it was literally just a toilet, just a toilet in. 
in the in a closet and I was like we would it's have amazing. to be like circus like straddling each other it's crazy oh there's one of our producers there's right one of now our producers right now hey Sean amazing I think so I think it's time is it time is it time wait first is it time um before it's time <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell me something um you're something you're excited about this week that you've like listened to or found or or seen or I just did I just talked about trolls Okay, you've been excited about trolls for months. <laughs> that does not count. Um, well, okay. Oh, I'm finishing this, this book that I love. I'm reading mm. I'm reading the I'm gonna read them. Elena Ferrante, the Neapolitan novels. Um, there's four of them and I'm almost done. Like on She's this train ride through. from tonight I'm gonna finish. And then I'm starting I'm starting War and Peace. I'm really excited about books right now. Even though I watch a lot of T V and we listen, love books. We love books. My book. Brooke. Love <laughs> books. <laughs> Brooke loves books. Um, Bridget, what is what is Bridget love? Mm, last week, I listened to an incredible podcast series, mini series called Homecoming, which I told Brooke about on Friday. Like, was like, you must listen to this. It's kind of it's a mini. It's like a play almost. There are six episodes oh, and they're about yeah. twenty minutes each, and it's, it has an incredible cast. It's like. Um, Catherine, no, no, no. Who is it? It's, um, David Schwimmer is, plays this like crazy, creepy, well done guy. Catherine Keener is the main character. Oscar Isaac is in it, who I love. Amy Sedaris. There are a billion people. And it's basically, it's like almost two hours, maybe a little more. Um, oh, but also done through like phone calls and therapy sessions. And it's so, it's so suspenseful. I want you to talk about that episode of Dear Sugar. Oh, so in relation to this, this, um, episode of Sex in the City that we watched tonight, there is, um, an episode of Dear, Dear Sugar Radio, um, which is an episode, which is a podcast that I, <laughs> I love and listen to all the time. Cheryl Strait is so wise and I, she and Steve Almond deliver peace into my life regularly, but, um, peas, they deliver peas. Yes. Frozen peas. I need them. <laughs> I put them all over my body before I sleep. Are you swollen? All <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I'm just picturing you in a bath of peas. <laughs> um, like we can make that happen. I don't know why we would, but I kind of want to. Anyway, um, I, there was an episode where a woman wrote in about, um, she had given her friend a wedding gift. I believe it was money. And her friend wrote back a thank you note that basically said some version of thank you so much. I'm going to use it for X, Y, Z, because I know that's something you care about too. Also, I know you'll find someone soon. It's so hard, but you'll like find your perfect person just around the corner. And the person who'd written in, so Dear Sugar is kind of like, it's like a dear, Abby, dear Abby, basically. It's Cheryl Cheryl Strayed and Steve Allman, who are just like wonderful, wise, I've read, I've read Tiny Beautiful Things, which is like a collection of Dear Sugar. Yeah. But I've never actually like Because it used to be, and maybe still is, but I think mostly used to be a written... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, column. And now they do a podcast, and they've been doing it for pretty much exactly two years. We've just shouted out all my favorite podcasts. I could keep going. I love I podcasts. have so many podcasts. Yeah. But we'll get there. this letter writer was uh, really offended that her friend had written back and was, like, uh, uh, telling her she wouldn't be single for that long and apologizing to her and telling her that she would find someone soon. Um and so this last episode that I listened to, sometimes they call people back after they've done an episode and – Oh, hey. And they see like what happened and if they took their advice and what and what the person ended up doing and not and whatnot. And this letter writer had 
called in and told them what happened and they she'd gotten drunk and Facebook messaged the friend and was basically like you know this made me really unhappy when you wrote this and I was offended for these reasons anyway the friend wrote back and said which is and this was Steve Allman's side was that he sided with her that it had been really rude and Cheryl Strayed said I don't think the friend meant it this way I think she meant it genuinely and it didn't come across well but basically what the woman had said after she was confronted about it was, I'm so sorry. I wish I'd never said anything. The reason I said it that way was because being single was so hard for me and I was so excited to be married. But it was just really interesting, the different perspectives basically on, on marriage from like a contemporary people who are married and of the age that Carrie and her crew are and how people can be how that can be interpreted, you know, and what it feels like to be single and how you're then interpreting everyone else's actions toward you because she was offended, but her friend hadn't meant it that way. Yeah. I feel like 90% of the time I'm happy that I'm single and then Mm -hmm. 10% of the time I'm like, but, but, but. Well, right. It's really nice to be on your own a lot of the time. And then there are times when it's really nice to not be on your own. And oftentimes when you want to be on your own, you can't, or when you want to be with someone, you can't. Even if you're in a relationship, I think sometimes it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I say as if that's not very true. <laughs> Didn't even, yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> thanks for chatting with us. Woo! We've made it through three episodes of Sex in the City, approximately a million to go. Hope you're in it with us for the long run. And they just announced that a third movie's coming out. So <gasps> we're in it. We are in it. And you're in it, too. You're in it with us now. This was Splat. This was Splat Podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. I say Splat the Podcast. I like that. If it's Splat Splat the Podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. How can we? Let's. I know. We can say it together. No, I like when you just say it. Okay. I think it's sweet. You're sweet. Oh. Oh. Um, Find us on social media. On Twitter, I'm Brooke underscore Wiseman. I'm at Mrs. Burt Macklin, but we are to collectively together at, at Splat, Splat Podcast. Podcast. At Splat Podcast. At Splat Podcast. And then the Instagram also at Splat Podcast. If you want to see pictures, for example, of the two of us from that party, that'll probably that'll be probably up on be the up Instagram. At some point. Yeah. And I am at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. <sighs> You're giving them a lot to keep track of. Oh. I am at Bridget M37. Speaking of my Instagram I think we talked about this a little bit in the last episode about my love of the musical, the Broadway musical Cats. Oh, yes. But since then, for Valentine's Day, I got myself <gasps> oh, a cat sweatshirt. Cat sweatshirt. And it's vintage. Good for and you it's for treating yourself. from the 80s. That's the only way to do it. And I love it. Okay. Today, someone posted a set of Cats Valentines on Brooke wall, Brooke's wall. And I they did? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't oh, well. I have Facebook on I, my phone. I haven't been on it all day. Amazing. Oh, I'm excited. So I scrolled past it six different times. And every time I saw it, I went to tag you in the comments <laughs> and then realized it was what Johnny had posted on your wall. People know that I love cats. Yeah. It's become like my brand. Is, yeah. Is a girl who It is your cats. brand, unabashedly. Thank you. We love okay. you. Bye. We love you. Have a great night.